Day where there was admin, absentees, and many ambiguities. Yes, hello and welcome back. And just like the drivers last week, we are smiling because Media Day is done and we're one step close to the start of the season. Sam, how are you? It's race week again. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to this season. There have been few changes in the off-season, yes. many driver changes as well, and um, it should be interesting to see how everything starts to bed in with a little bit of difference. Absolutely. So the last event pre-season has been completed. The media day at Thruxton uh, saw two sessions, uh, effectively two free practice sessions to, for the teams and drivers to get to grips with the new cars and the new hybrid systems. And of course, it's been BTC there were some problems along the way. Yeah, it certainly didn't go that instant, did it? Certainly no, in the morning. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting day. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to go. Um, but many of you got to go, and it looked like there was a good showing of crowds there as well, which yep. is nice to see. Nice day as well for yep. it. And of course, it's been a glorious bank holiday weekend, which means next weekend we're going to get... Yeah, Definite rain. <laughs> it's going to be cold. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Um, but yeah, looking looking into the sessions, um, first session finished quickest by uh, a Mr. Hill, which sort of came out of nowhere, did it? Really? No, BMW no. was a quick car, Jake Hill is a quick driver. Yeah, we kind of expect the BMWs to be quick at Thruxton, they kind of, it depends on the weather kind of thing yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, he finished the morning session quickest. Um, I think quite a significant amount as well. I, was gonna say, I, think the, I think the bigger surprise was that Camish was third, having had a year out of touring cars. I, yeah. Yes, Porsche Carrera champion, but complete different style of racing and yeah, setup, etc. And he's come straight back in in the morning session, stuck 25 laps away, and um, come third, and only been just under just under half a second off. Yeah, 24 drivers com- um, completed the first practice session, uh, with the most laps being run by uh, Rory Butcher and also Ollie Jackson who both completed 41. Now remember this isn't just like an hour's practice session, this is four or five hour practice session that we're looking at. Um, so those sorts of laps are fairly competitive when, especially when you look at other people like Bobby Thompson who only did nine, Patterson only did eight and then Shedden only did four. Yeah, But, but those were for reasons of his own. Yeah, there's reasons there. Because, as I say, it is British touring cars. It's never about instant. And somehow, Jelly and uh, Shedden, who fans may remember last year, clashed at Brands Hatch, came I mean, together on the test day. Shedden didn't have a particularly good run at Thruxton last year either. No, he got <laughs> rear-ended. Him, yes. Nate and Jade yes. all came together yes, at, at one right. point. Yep. Um, so yeah, he, he's probably not looking forward to going back to Thruxton later on in the year. Um, but it's, he certainly made a mess of the car, didn't he? It's not the best of starts, is it? I think no. it's fair to say. <clears throat> it's not what uh, Dynamics or BMW would have wanted. Two potential protagonists in the various championship fights coming together on what is effectively a glorified test event. Yeah. We yeah. must say that Jelly was able to get out for the start of the afternoon practice session. It took Shedden a little bit longer because there was a bit more damage on his car. I believe you've seen some footage as well. No, just the pictures. Just the pictures, alright. Yeah. 
there, there was significantly more damage on Shedden's car, though, wasn't there? Yeah, it, from the sounds of the reports, it looks like one was coming out of the pit lane, didn't see the other, and they hit each other. Yep. Because, as we know, mirrors are optional in the British touring cars. <laughs> so. Oh dear, yes. There were a few announcements um, leading up to the um, effective media day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the final driver announcements, typically just after we released our last podcast, um, saw a few um, a few stalwarts announced and a few new boys. Yeah, I think the biggest announcement was probably Jason Plato, who we had speculated on for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, and it seems, well, it has is the case that he's managed to get a deal together to go to BTC Racing, taking across with him Adrian Flux and Rich Energy. Rich Energy are going to be the title sponsor of BTC this year, which is interesting for anybody who's seen Formula One's Drive Survive and Rich Energy's um, dabbles in motorsport before with the Haas team. Obviously, things change. Big but, questions, big questions. Uh, that, the question marks are inevitably going to be asked following the, 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 the Haas um partnership which didn't end acrimoniously for either party but that said we have seen um has energy sorry not has energy rich energy with uh, pmr last year what i'm hopeful for is it maybe a sample of rich energy because i can't (laughs) find it in uk shops we've never never seen a can of it anywhere have we you can buy it on amazon i think but i mean what can't you buy on amazon but so yeah that that's quite a big announcement and their livery's taking a slightly different approach this year normally the dark grey and pink is now grey, gold and blue. And I think it looks pretty smart. Yes. Uh, Edwards has kept the pink. Yeah, so do I. Um, yeah, that blue comes in along with Adrian Flux. And there isn't actually much to tell the difference between Plato and Cook's car this the season. Wing mirrors. Apart from the gold wing mirrors yes. on Plato's car. I suppose actually, we mentioned livery there. Of course, that's the other thing. that All liveries are now being revealed. Which yes. We will um, we'll go through and... Um, select our favourite towards the end of the pod and along with the announcement that Plato will be running for BTC this season he also announced that this will be his last season in the sport um, going out on his own terms I think he, he labelled it as yeah there's a very interesting interview I read with um, with him where he, he just wants to go try different sports and time is running out you could say you know to, to be able to perform in those sports he's suggested that he perhaps wants to go compete in the Mon with Karun Chantok um, and put a team in for that and I think he's started to do a bit more historic racing and you know, wants perhaps just to get out of the rough and tumble and the 24-hour-a-day politics from the touring cars into something not necessarily more comfortable, but just something a bit different. And I think he's got a car where he could win the championship or at least could get his 100 wins. could certainly get his 100 wins this season. Um, and I think that's probably more of what he's looking towards. I think the younger drivers in the sport nowadays just have that level above where Plato needs to be consistently. Although he can have his good days. Although Cook has had a been in of a shout of the title in what the last two three years in that car, yep. so he'll he's got a chance. I, I don't if you if I was putting money on, he would not be in my top five. I'd put money on, but you never know in the touring cars, and there are narratives in sport, and this would be such a narrative yes it would um and of course then knowing that he'd moved away from pmr yep um we thought that crease was going to be their flagship and we kind of expect that to be the the case and then we thought maybe jack constable would be the other driver who had sort of like almost been pre-announced at the beginning of last season um but it actually turns out that a former clio racer in ash hand will be partnering him yeah, this one was a bit of a surprise. I say we think we're all expecting Constable, who is staying in the PMR development driver role and is having another year in the TCRs, 
with a certain Chris Smiley, who's already managed to take a pole and a race win at time of recording uh, in that series. Um, yeah, I, I don't know a great deal about Ash Hand, but you were a bit more excited than me because you followed the support races more closely than me when he was you know, part of that yeah, setup. Yeah, um, I mean, he came runner-up to Ash Sutton in the year that Ash Sutton won the Clio Championship, yep. and... He, he was competitive with Sutton for most of the season. This is a driver that has a decent amount of pedigree behind him and certainly understand, understands the racecraft of um, this sort of racing rather than coming from like single-seaters or anything like that. Um, I certainly think he, he won't be pushed around. No, but as you'd expect, it wasn't a lightning test from him finishing 22nd, uh, some 3.2 seconds off the pace, but to be expected as you, as, you know, coming into the series. Um, as I mentioned, there is no Chris Smiley. We thought maybe he might be back at BTC, but no room for him. Uh, Ricky Collard announced at Toyota Gazoo Racing. That came out of nowhere because I, I mm-hmm. thought he was going over after a single seat of career. Yep. Um, but obviously... The, the name Collard is synonymous with touring car history. Uh, is Rob Collard's son? Be interesting. He has raced in the sport before, standing in for Rob a few seasons ago. Yep. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on. Um, Partnering up Butcher. How do you think that will that will turn out? They're both robust. Well, well, that's not unfair. Butcher is robust. Rob Collard was certainly robust. I would perhaps maybe slightly lazily expect Collard to be in the same ilk as Rob and yep. um, be robust himself but I mean Butch is a good person to learn off he's a very talented very fast driver um, but I think there's a gap I don't think they'll necessarily respect the fact they're teammates mm, that's fair enough um, and one of the other the final driver to actually be announced was Nick Hamilton um, yes who was really struggling for sponsorship Going into sort of like the off season, he thought, yeah, he's going to have the sponsorship that he needs to come back for another season in touring cars. Um, but they stepped out last minute in about March. Um, well, they stepped out and went to somebody else. Yes, yes. Um, and he was really struggling to find a drive, which is why for a long time he was sort of like, yeah, I've got my race license, told people that he's back in the BTCC. And then it really came into question when we were going, well, why hasn't he been announced yet? Why have these other drivers been announced ahead of him and stuff like this? Um, but yes, he's managed to find the sponsorship again for another year. Um, it looks like he's bringing the Safu.com sponsorship with him that him and Aaron Taylor-Smith will be running for the season. Yep. Um, in that sort of like two-car partnership in one side of the pentagram of a team hard yeah I'm looking forward to dying to next weekend so I want to see his car I want to see if there is any rocket or AKB beer left on it at all or AKB ABK beer I got the impression there isn't I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these negotiations as to what you know whether rocket were um, exclusive with Hill if there's ever any wiggle room or you know yeah, because he, he basically has taken the two sponsors that led Hamilton in the last couple of seasons. Yes. So it, it's interesting to see whether they've made the jump or whether Hill's just gone, I've got this really enticing package for you. Do you want to come and be on board with it? I don't think Hill it, necessarily it, It'd be to... interesting to see the timeline of how everything had happened. Yeah, I mean, we'll never know for sure, but I don't suppose Hill really <laughs> needs to advertise that you've got a young driver who's doing really well in a BMW which you'd expect to be near the front. And if you're an advertiser, you want as much camera time as possible and 
the right right um, kind of camera time. Um, yes. So I, I can't imagine. I don't. I don't think um, Hill nicked them per se, but you know they've the, had a better offer, haven't they? It's that is the cutthroat <coughs> nature of the business of the sport, isn't it? Unfortunately, um, yeah. Well, looking towards the second session of the day, um, 25 drivers managed to get out, um, although a couple of them, well, actually one of them, only completed two laps, and one of those wasn't even timed, which was Aidan Moffitt. Mm-hmm. Um, the longest runner of that session looked to be uh, Ollie Jackson in the um, Ford Focus with Apex Racing, who did 55 laps. Now, it looks like... In these sessions, there are a lot of drivers trying to get in as many laps as possible, trying to understand this new hybrid system. Well, it makes perfect sense because it's yeah. a complicated system. It's not simple. Um, there will be a another pod, a BTC guide for beginners, which will be coming out before the start of the weekend, which will touch on the hybrid system. So uh, do stay tuned for that. And uh, there are also various videos out on the BTC socials uh, again explain the hybrid system but yeah it's going to take some getting used to that's for sure um it's interesting to see how many laps the forward focus is actually completed um so sutton did 29 laps in the afternoon session camish did 32 obviously i said jackson did 55 and osborne also did 48 so it looks as like they're running reliably they're running as many laps as possible to try and understand the car as best as possible and i think it's been a signal of intent from them with how early they made all their announcements in the off-season as well. Yeah. They're looking to hit the ground running well, yeah, they've got the, at the, Motorbase. They've got the big title sponsor. They've got the, the juggernaut of a team. I mean, yeah. I, I'm struggling to remember a stronger team than that until you, you start going back to the Shed and Neil days. Yeah. You know, and peak Neil and peak Shed. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as you say, I think they're looking to hit the ground running and looking to get off as strong as possible, which, you know, they would be the first car in... I can't think how many years that'll be a front wheel drive car to win. Yep. And it'll be the first one that isn't a BMW, Infinity or Honda in Lord knows how long. Yeah, it would. Um so like the closest that they've ever come um was back when Chilton was there and it was under shredded wheat. He came third. When he came third. Twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen? It might be earlier than that. Twenty seventeen. But yeah, yeah. It, it's a little while ago and and they'll be looking to um really jump on it and try and make the most of it especially if other teams are going to start to struggle adapting talking of struggling Rick Parfit oh dear was unable to get any running done uh, Nick Hamilton also didn't take part in the um, testing either on media day uh, problems with his car but the suggestion is that is now or my understanding is that is now fixed yeah um, Rick Parfit had a post up on social media this morning saying the lads are in at 6am on Bank Holiday Monday to try and get this car ready for Donington Park. He's going to have had no running behind it whatsoever. Nope. It's a loud livery. However, nice flashy uh, announcement video of yeah. the livery, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, I'm amazed I've got the car into the garage because it's <laughs> yeah, you know, in one piece. But... Wheeled it in on dollies, yeah. didn't they? I mean, for Parfit, this is the worst possible start you can have to the season you're in a brand new car brand new system brand new drivetrain and then your second season in, in probably the most brutal tin top series in the uk yeah and you're going in against vastly experienced drivers there's only what one two other rookies this year yep no three of the rookies apologies three of the rookies the rest of are all 
fairly up to speed in the touring cars. If you look at, you're up against Gamble. Gamble, uh, Ashhan, Patterson are all the drivers the that newbies. are coming in that are newbies. And then you can argue Collard's done a few rounds, but he's well versed in racing. But well versed in racing. Edwards is perhaps the other one you might say is on the yeah. rookie cusp. But I mean, and know. yeah, I, I think that they're the sort of drivers that he's going to be racing around for the season. Um, yes, he had some decent battles last season, and I think if he finds almost a one with the car, then he may may develop quite well. The problem is, of course, that yeah, you say he might get into that car and it'd be perfect straight off the bat for him. Yep. The likelihood of that is very low because yep. that's what the whole point of media day and testing is for, is to get the cars up to how drivers like them. And I think it could be a very long season for Parfit, unfortunately. And I don't want to write off the chances before even there, you know, before it's even begun or it'd be doom and gloom, but yeah, you've lost a, a integral part of the British touring car pre-season mm. this is like being a footballer and going in having had no pre-season whatsoever and yeah. being expected to understand the manager's tactics and ways it's recovering from a, a broken ankle in the off-season and coming straight back into the first team into a game compressed yeah, yeah, yeah. side or something you know so yeah mm. hopefully we'll see him at Donington Park I mean I'm not even convinced at this stage he'll be at Donington Park if I'm being brutally honest I don't think that car will be ready in time I think he'll be there in some form he might, okay, he might be there. <laughs> he might not be on the track. But I but, don't yeah. think the car races. Um, and then the other big question is Dom de Estar, Jack Goff. <laughs> so, obviously... Spanish there, mate. Well done. See, uh, with the greatest respects to Thompson, Taylor Smith and um, Hamilton. Hamilton, I think it's fair to say Goff is seen by most as the flagship driver. I don't think that's too yeah. controversial. And he was missing. AWOL, absent from Media Day. Almost completely forgotten by the social media teams. They've not had any pictures of his car, any mention of him as a person. Bobby Thompson was their lead sort of media well, the car, target. The car wasn't even there to be pictured. At least Parfit's car was there and, and Hamilton's car was there to be pictured. Well, But there are only 28 cars on that aerial shot. Yeah, so whether it was in the garage and never came out or mm. never went there at all is a, is a, you know, is a question to be asked. But... So yeah, the flagship driver, race winner, four-team hard as well. Yep. Absent. And on that day, there was nothing on his social media about, oh yeah, it's media day, yeah. brilliant. Unfortunately, he can't be there for whatever yeah. reason. There's no reason for him not to be there unless something major has gone on behind the scenes. And that's what you immediately jump to, is it? Because Hard haven't even acknowledged his absence. You know, no. It's not like it's not oh, he's sick, or, oh yeah, the, for... I don't know, for budget reasons or whatever, with you know, mm. but no, there's there, it's complete radio silence. Of course, the rumor mill begins, and the rumor mill suggests that due to funding, he's lost his seat, or someone else has come in with a better offer and outbid his seat. But he was on a two-year deal. There, there are echoes of similarities to what happened with Matt Jackson, mm. but I can't. The, the thing that happened with Matt Jackson was that he was touting to go to a different team. We were talking the motorbase days, which was yeah, to start, yeah. not the PMR, because obviously he was supposed to be at PMR in the COVID year. Mm. But no, th- these these are the days where he was meant yeah. to be at motorbase, touting to possibly go to a different well, that, team. That's the rumours, and anyway, was yeah. then let go because of that. Yeah, that's the suggestions. And there's some suggestions of that possibly for Goff. Or. It depends. Which, yeah, the suggestions perhaps for that. There's all suggestions that he's run out of funding, or a major sponsor's pulled out, mm. or I mean, or someone's made a better offer. Could it be Matt Jackson? Oh, unlikely, I think. 
Could it, it be? It's, it's a really weird dynamic that's going on there. It's strange because you think of who's the most obvious people to come in. Well, Bushell's been there, done that, and had his lost his seat in the past. Rob Austin, he's gone off the face of the earth in terms of racing, so I don't think it's going to be him. Proctor's announced that he's having a sabbatical this year because he hasn't been able to get the funding anyway. Or can he now jump in because that was the case, but now there might be a problem? Can he, <coughs> like he did at BTC last yeah, year? I, I know. mean, yeah, it's a very odd one. There's a lot of silence from both driver and team. We start the season in effectively three days time because Thursday is the first shakedown, isn't it? Yes. So we don't know. I, I think the other confusing part is is that Thompson only got nine laps. Thompson didn't come out for the afternoon session. So is there something major going on with that side of the team? Because... Taylor Smith was able to get out and run laps and stuff like that. Obviously, we know about the the struggles that Hamilton had not being able to run. But is there something critically or majorly wrong with the car? Are they not able to adapt to the car? Which we all thought, oh, brilliant, they're getting the new Cooper in, they'll start to learn it, then they'll put the hybrid in, and it'll be... Well, yeah, because also, Aidan Moffat completed two laps through the whole session mm. the whole day yep didn't set a time at all no Parfitts is in the garage yep Hamilton wasn't there because he had issues you're looking at doesn't, doesn't look good doesn't look does great. it Patterson completed in his defence for 39 laps but of course new drivers you'd expect to be out there I mean, Taylor Smith had solid running you have to say but yeah it's not looking it's not looking promising <laughs> It looks a bit in disarray from the outside looking in. Yeah. I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah, it looks a little bit in disarray. But then equally, you could argue that Ash Sutton didn't do that many laps in the grand scheme of things. But does he need to when he's finished the time, finished top of the times across both practice sessions, or overall for the practice day? It's uh, almost I, like job done, go home, car's fine. Fish, I, I, bash, bosh. I think that what you said earlier is, is very apt in the fact that I think that they've just got their business done so early that mm. they've been ready and I never know whether the drivers are confirmed they're just waiting for the last minute for the hype for the tension or whether this has all been very scatty and last minute and judging by the driver announcement mess and now the testing mess mm. I do wonder if there are bigger and the fact that they are now seven cars effectively because they've got the um, laser tools laser tools understanding Infinities. yeah yeah. 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 I, I don't know it, it's odd it's very odd particularly I've also got the impression I don't know this might be unfair that they weren't like you look at Sicily who were basically starting last year to develop the car they'd, they'd built themselves a one series um, hybrid car and they were testing how to you know, they yeah were, they were testing yeah. the engine how that all works out and they... Hyundai built their own yep I just kind of got the impression that perhaps Team Hard and um, Lace will just fallen behind a little bit. Possibly, but they're probably they're probably stuck the Toker engine in from M Sport and and the Codsworth setup, and effectively that is there in the regulations to be bolted in to a car that is able to fit it, and you go. Yeah, but of course every car shapes differently. The balance yeah. and changes. <clears throat> And of course they've got the yeah, but that's more of a setup thing, not an actual yeah, hardware is. issue. Yeah, but they've also got the other problem that they've got two completely different style cars to try and fit. Yeah, you know, 
So I, I'd have thought that practically everything in the Cupra is useless to, to trying to sort this in the Infinity and vice versa because oh, yeah. they're complete different setups, shapes, balancing. And my last point on this is that who's that? Who's that driver who can grab this and develop it? Lost Sutton. You look at Hyundai who've got Ingram. Yep. Both of those have got a lot of experience in taking cars, developing them. Turks in the WSR. Yep. Who's their person who can... It should be Goff. But he, he, he hasn't really got the experience of taking a car and developing it in the same way the aforementioned no, no. drivers do. But no. no, I take your point, he's the most experienced. But, yep. you know, you look at... Even Adam Morgan to a degree. You know, Sicily have done a lot of work on developing cars and making them really competitive. Yeah. Who's that person now at there who can do it I don't know yeah anyway on on to a little lighter note as I said uh, Ash Sutton finished the combined classification quickest uh, followed by Jake Hill both who topped each session morning and uh, evening or afternoon should I say I'll, I'll tell you what's really interesting about that yep is that if you go and look at the sector times unlike F1 where you normally get the same drivers quickest in all three yeah, sectors. Yeah. They're all over the place. Yeah, they are. Sutton, Sutton was only quick in, quickest in one of the sectors, but it's yep. enough to. I know. And, and for anyone of the you know, people who love stats and whatever, TSL really do do a fantastic, comprehensive report which goes into great detail about times and sectors and temperatures and whatnot. If you like your stats and you're a bit of a <clears throat> BTC nerd, for want of an expe- a better expression, like they do sector analysis and whatnot. It's and it's free to grab off TSL website. It really is last, worth a read. Last Friday, once everything was completed and it was published, I was trawling through the times, and it, it you could see patterns of how drivers were running and how teams were trying to run, and you could see drivers building up the confidence as well. Yeah, getting quicker laps throughout the session, and normally their quickest laps coming towards the end of the running that they did for that morning session. I more specifically looked at. Um, just as an example as yeah. what I said you know uh, in pre-practice 2 sector 1 Shedden sector 2 Sutton sector 3 Robon mm. it's all a bit higgledy-piggledy which is I, I say if you like this kind of thing and you like your stats you like to read through it I do recommend going yep. checking out TSL's um, reports but it is that it's that group that we expect to be up there you've got Sutton yeah. Hill Robon Ingram Shedden Camish Morgan Turkington Lloyd and Plato, who make up the 10 fastest times from the combined sessions for that day. And sort of like maybe Butcher's a bit out of place. Um, maybe Jelly and Cook are also a bit out of place there. Yeah, we don't know what damage Jelly's still running with. And exactly. Not, not, not. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an interesting season. Um, there might be a little bit more of a field spread this year, I think. In previous seasons, we've always said, oh, look, the top 22, 25 drivers are covered by a second. I think that's going to be a really interesting how it all develops, especially with mm. the new rules and regulations around the hybrid. Yeah. <clears throat> it's it's so difficult to... I mean, we were discussing in the preamble whether to do overall predictions this year, and we decided not to, just because there's so much to question. We've seen in the F1... That's gone completely opposite way that you would have expected it to have done. Yeah. You know, other than Ferrari looked quick in testing, and but everyone said, well, yeah, okay, other teams are sandbagging and whatnot, yeah. and Ferrari just showing their maximum potential, and other teams aren't, and that's kind of not been what we've seen. Haas came out of nowhere. So, I mean, it's so difficult to try and predict into a new era of rules. So, But I would say that it looks ominous already that Ash Sutton is still quick. Yeah. 
certainly does, especially in a front-wheel drive car, Although, which he hasn't been in since the MG. But of course, one other thing to quickly tell that is that he's not going to have to worry about carrying weight this year in the front-wheel drive car, because ballast has no. gone. And that's always been the killer of front-wheel drive cars, is that they can't carry the weight, and they don't yep. need to worry about that this year, other than lugging around the hybrid system. Which everyone's got to do. Yeah. So... Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it all, all works out. As you mentioned earlier, we're going to have a BTCC for Beginners pod coming out just before the season starts, and then we will have a Donington preview. We are off to Donington uh, for the opening round, uh, which we're very much looking forward to, and I do hope it's not going to rain or be too cold. I hope it does rain. Donington in the wet is something yes, I else. Know. I know, for entertainment value, totally agree. However, have got all these cars in the brand new system trying to sort of tiptoe down the crane of curves. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I quite hope it does rain personally, but we shall see. Yeah, we'll we'll bring you an update of that, um, and hopefully we'll keep you up to date throughout the whole season, um, and continue from where we left off last year. Pretty right. much. Anything more to add? I don't think so. Excellent. Um, oh, your favourite livery from the favourite livery. Favourite and least yeah. favourite from from what we've, what we've seen. At the test day, obviously, I'm always slightly wary because I think some do look better in real life than they do on the telly or behind yep. the camera. Um, yeah, there are a couple of contenders for best livery. Mm. I have, I think, we've both both noticed this season there are a lot more black or white cars rather than the the random colours like we've got on Rick Parfitt's. Yeah. Um, there are certainly more black or white cars this year, but I think for me, it has to be the Napa Racing. Really? Yeah, I, okay. I really like the blue and yellow. I think blue and yellow always works well together. And it just brings something a little bit different, having that like hexagonal texture across the front of the car um, and works really well with the logo. I think it, it, it forms together really nicely, whereas, as we've said, there are some hectic cars. Yeah. Um, I would say I really like the car gods <clears throat> purple and black. Yep. I like that a lot. I really like the BTC gold, blue, and black. That looks, I and mean, the hybrid energy era, the blue for electric. Yeah, yeah. It looks smart. Yep. But I've got to give it to a Ford, but not an Apple one. I really like the black, white, and red. You said that, yeah. It's such a smart livery. You don't see, as you say, the mainly white or black cars. That's a predominantly red car, and I really, really do like the black, red, and white on it. It reminds me of the. Honda Racing yeah, Civics. Oh, okay. I was going to go even earlier, but the Super Tour Record era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think the the car, the livery that I like least on the grid probably has to be Power Max, and that's just because of how many sponsors that they've tried to cram on that car with the different colours that they've got running through it and stuff like that. It may look better in the flesh, but certainly the pictures don't do it that much justice. I'm going to go different. Yep. I don't, don't disagree with you. I do think that from the pictures... Although, to be fair, in the picture, the blue looked very different to what we actually saw on media day. It was a much yes. lighter blue, whereas it's much dark, it seems to be much darker than what that was pictured. Um, I'm probably going to have to go... And you're going to go, what? I, I can tell where you're going already. Go on, then. I think you're going Halfords. No. Oh, okay. The Halfords one is Halfords. It's boring. Well, I think it's boring. It's safe. It's Halfords. Yep. It's what you'd expect from Toyota. It's dull. <laughs> it's three blocks of colours in random rectangles. Yeah. I know it's the Gazoo style and it's, it's the, the racing brand. and the brand. I don't like the brand. It's just three lumps of rectangular colours. You weren't keen on it last season. No, but at least with the Napa, you've got the hexagonal. There's yeah, a yeah. pattern. There's a, a geometric print. 
it's not even got GT stripes. Look at look at there. Look, you got it down the middle. The big red splodge down the middle. And a bit of black on the corner. It just looks higgledy piggledy. There's no, yeah, I, there's no symmetry oh, to dear. it. There's no, oh, ref, yeah, refinement in my mind. It's just fair enough. Yeah, so I don't like that. Though I do agree, the PMR one is a bit too busy for my liking personally. Okay then, um, we'd love to hear what you think on best liveries and worst liveries. Um, we might put a poll up through the season once we've seen them for the opening couple of rounds, um, and and see how that all works out. Um, but yeah, we'll catch you up with um, with the BTCC for beginners and the preview. Um, and good luck and happy racing for the year for anyone going to events and watching it on telly. Anything to add? No, good. Not this time. We'll uh, we'll be with you again soon. Remember to subscribe, follow, and also share our podcast for more touring car updates. You can also find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook by just searching for BTCP British Touring Car Podcast. And you can also contact us there or on our email at btccpod at gmail.com. 